WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Friday the 6th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, to answer the question that I see you trying to figure out over there, I think those might be the headphones that uh, just stopped working the other day. <sighs> Yeah, so we just need to throw them in the trash. <laughs> it's then. one of them days. Okay. It's just it's, one of them days. I cannot believe you and you and Rona have been rock stars today. Kind of uh, like it, because both of your troubleshooting. Yeah, both of your studios have had tech problems, and you've been just babysitting the board all morning. Hey, so that's why we do it. That's yeah. why we do it. Well, but uh, how's your morning well. going? My, much better than yours. <laughs> I I stayed up way too late. I decided I was gonna uh, organize some stuff, and I don't want to bore the listeners, but I was gonna organize some stuff. You think organizing I, is boring? That that has been around for thirty years, right? And a lot of it was stuff from when I worked at the Journal. Mm-hmm. So every newspaper that I picked up that had my byline, I read a few lines, absorbed that I I, I didn't remember interviewing some of these oh, folks, yeah. and and then I brought in. Some great Easter eggs this morning That's because right. we One had of our good buddies, Rick Kozlowski. <laughs> so 30 years ago, plus 1991, when I came here, the mall had just opened and uh, I didn't even remember this, but the, it, we had like almost 50 people in this picture from the wow. journal, um, which is just such a robust newsroom. You don't, you don't see that anywhere mm-hmm. anymore in newspapers. So I brought this picture. We sent this like um, we set up this Christmas photo um, at the new mall and and I brought it into the sports kids. I said, find find cause, and then find me. Yeah. Well, you're easy to find because you have it. And all the pictures I've seen of you from when you were a teenager to now, you don't look any different. But I uh, looked like a baby. But cause looks looks a little different. I love the mustache she had in that picture. I mean, I, I need to, if Rick's listening, which I'm not sure if he is or not. We need that mustache back uh, if necessary. But it was funny for a while. And I know with Luke and Parker, they uh, really just met cause. I've known cause kind of off and on for a long time. Um, but they had only known him with a mask on because of COVID, oh, yeah, and yeah. he was sick, yeah. and his, you know, and everybody was just being safe and things. Uh, so when he stopped wearing the mask, uh, really, it was really this football season, I guess. First time we saw him, nobody knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The hair gives it. The hair gives know. it away. But if he's got like a hat on or something, you didn't know who he was. Didn't know who he was. Well, anyway, that trip down, I, I spent cool. way too much time going through those newspapers. Cool. Anyway. Um, from 30 plus years ago. But we want to welcome in our first guest from the Eastern West Virginia Community Foundation, the Scholarship Program Manager, Karen Dunn. Welcome in. Good morning. Thank you for having me this morning. Do you ever get into one of those like 
you know, organizing Nostalgia sessions, trips. All the time. You just <laughs> sit through and like you get absorbed in anyway. I feel like it's you always crazy. hear those stories coming up around Christmas time when you're putting the tree up, you're uh-huh. getting all the ornaments. There's the ones with the baby pictures yep. and things. It's always And then cool. putting everything away. You're trying to like, okay, we're going to be organized this year. Yes. <laughs> Until yeah. you're Does stuffing everything yeah. back then into you, a box. Yes, you just get frustrated. <laughs> the dang tree. Yeah. They, someone said that you can tell the age of your artificial tree by the number of tape rings around oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going on year six for ours then. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's it's, probably about the same for mine. It's too. funny yeah. because it's true. Exactly. Exactly. So um you guys are uh, you're in the middle of scholarship season and uh, we'll get to some of those deadlines, but uh you, you sent out a press release that said you plan to award one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Uh it's not you guys, it's the endowments and, and all the great people who have set up these scholarships. Uh, so in 2023, $150,000. It's Oof. amazing. It is. It's incredible. And the generosity of the donors in this area is just unbelievable. And students just really need to take the time, fill out the application, and you know apply for these great opportunities that are going to save them you know, all these student loans and things. And we do. We have about 47 funds um, in Berkeley, Jefferson, and Morgan counties this year. And um, there really is something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we have arts, we have agriculture, we have veterinary teachers. I mean, anything that you want to do is is out there and available. You just need to apply. And please read the directions. <laughs> <laughs> and it is and it is such a big help uh, with those scholarships. I remember going through the process and granted, uh, this might come as a surprise to you, Marcia, but I uh, didn't necessarily want to have to go through writing all the big papers and things mm-hmm. like that. So I passed so many opportunities Shocker. by. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I passed all these opportunities by, which, you know, subsequently could have saved me thousands and thousands and thousands. I'm surprised of dollars. you didn't use your sister to help you. Like write those. No, like I got like the sports stuff and things. Help you. Well, and that's obviously there are a lot of kids who uh, spend a lot of time prepping to get themselves Mm -hmm. to a point athletically so that they can get those great athletic scholarships. But for the rest of us, um, you know, sometimes we have to go to a different track. And the thing that I like about this, you guys um, in the press release said this has been going on for 27 years. Students all over the Eastern Panhandle have been able to get a little to a lot of help um, in their uh, college journey. And uh, some of those scholarships are four-year full rides, but some of them are $500 for books, and some of them go to folks that we wouldn't traditionally think of as high flyers. Correct. And we don't we don't have any full rides, but we do have um, a couple scholarships that are um, huge that will help students over the four years. One of them is the Jake Scholarship. Um, which was found founded back um, by Floyd Jakes, and he was uh, wanted it to help students in this area. And it's a scholarship that you get, and you can, as long as you submit your grades and keep your grades up and everything, it's a guarantee every year for wow. four years. And what an awesome opportunity. Um, the same with the uh, West Virginia Wing um, Civil Air Patrol Scholarship, established by the late Denny Barron, who we absolutely adored. Um, and he passed unexpe- unexpectedly, but he left um, this fund because he wanted the cadets in this area to be able to succeed. And it's an it's a wonderful scholarship. And the Martinsburg Squadron um, was his um, choice, his his thought. He wanted those kids here in Martinsburg to benefit from that. And you know the squadron is very active, and and um, you know we're looking forward to working with them further. But Denny really set that up for them to be successful, and it's it's a wonderful scholarship. So I know COVID, you know, 
affected a lot of things. And one of the things that it affected was you guys weren't able to physically go to the schools for a couple of years. Um, hopefully that'll start to come back and, and you'll get that great uh, scholarship dinner uh, back again. But wh- what does it mean for you guys to see in some of the scholarship, um, you know, the, the founders of those scholarships to see the recipients? Oh, it's incredible. It's so fun. Um, we do miss that at, at the end of the year. I've actually been getting back into the schools, which is great. Um, it's it's so uh, nice to be able to meet with these students and and hear their stories and talk to them about how they can be successful with scholarships. And um, it's so uh, rewarding to see a donor meet up with that recipient and watch that recipient be like, it, it's almost like a light bulb clicks on mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, it's a real person. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so we really try and connect them. Um, over the last couple of years with COVID and everything, we haven't had the celebration But what we've done is we've put together a great um, synopsis of the student with little blurbs about some of their um, things on their application. We don't do the traditional essay. We do what's called a top 10. And we ask the students, tell us 10 things about you that aren't in this application that we haven't asked you. This is hitting it out of the park. These kids that take the time and really do it are the ones that are resonating with the committee. Mm. And we take little blurbs like that. We pass that on to the donor. And then we often do get connect them. And um, we have one um, donor that has met with the student. They've gone to lunch. They've, you know, followed up every year. It was a it was a multi-year scholarship. And it's been just incredible to see that relationship blossom. A lot of the folks behind these endowments, these scholarships, um, came from humble beginnings themselves, mm-hmm. really had to work hard to get where they were. Some of them had academic challenges or home life challenges, uh, or some of them f- saw the value of the career field that they have chosen and wanted to encourage that. So it's it's great to see them re, you know, putting seed money back into the community like that. Correct. Um, George Karos, the former mayor of Martinsburg, um, local pharmacist at Patterson's Pharmacy set up a scholarship for pharmacy students. Um, we have a lovely girl that's gotten it over several years, and she's in year three, I think. Um, but, you know, it's things like that. They want to encourage people to go into their field and keep their field active and relevant. So very lucky with that. Now, if somebody wanted to start a – just somebody out there listening, right? Maybe they got a couple extra books and they want to try and help, you know, a, uh, a prospective college student – or somebody that wants to continue their education, can they, maybe they can only do like a $500 scholarship to start. Can they, um, and you might not have the answer to this, but can they kind of start a scholarship and then expand it as it continues out? Yeah, I mean, you have to have um, a pretty large... Say, uh, what are the parameters, I guess, if somebody... Um, if you 20000 starts the scholarship. Okay. However, you can do um, what's called a shell agreement, and, mm-hmm. and this is getting into right, yeah, Michael's... No uh, you know, expertise. By the time it gets to me, I'm like, okay, this is what <laughs> yeah, I have and right, this is right, the way right, to go. Right. But, um, you know, we encourage people, if they want to do a scholarship, I would love for them to go in and talk to Michael and myself and and really um, try to explore because there are, while there are 47 funds, there's room for more. Mm-hmm. We, we just had the folks from the Martin Luther King Jr. Scholarship yep. Committee on yesterday. And, um, you know, they fundraise every year uh, and have been able to, to bless, you know, 
so many mm-hmm. deserving kids. They'll give 12, I believe, scholarships yep. out this year. And um, it's great that they have your organization to help um, steward that money, but also to, to make some of the tough decisions about who gets mm-hmm. those scholarships, right? Yeah, yeah. and they um, that is uh, such wonderful people and so such a pleasure to work with because they're so involved and they're really – um, engaged and they want to know these students and they want to recognize these students and um, I know at their dinner here in January they're going to recognize these students and it's just fabulous how they have just stayed so engaged and I was concerned with the bigger committees that we are all online now there's no paper applications which is great it's ewvcf.awardspring.com go in you create your profile boom you're good to go Perfect. so um you know, I was concerned because the committees, you know, I was like, oh, gosh, are they going to like the online? They love it. They absolutely love it. Do you guys do Zoom interviews with the kids? or We haven't done that in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but we do Zoom committee meetings. Okay. We're going to try and meet in person this year. It's just, you know. Yeah, everything is up in the it's air. It's up in the air. But um, everyone has received it. They love it because the review you know, there's no paper. They don't have to print out. Right. Everything's on their own time. You know, we give them the two weeks and all the information is right at their fingertips and they love it. So talk about the deadlines for upcoming students. Deadline this year, we extended it a week. It's March 3rd at five o'clock. And basically the, the application will shut down at that time. Oh, so, you couldn't even get in and fix anything ooh, if you wanted to then. Right. But you got to read the direction. March 3rd, five, yes, exactly. And, you know, we really encourage kids. The one thing that we are seeing, the FAFSA, uh, the student aid report, it comes after you file your FAFSA, there's a there's a thing you can go and it'll say student aid or SAR report. Just capture that, save it as a PDF, because I know we're not the only ones that need it and mm-hmm. use it. Um, that's one thing. We only require the SAR report and the transcript. So easy, two uploads, and, and the rest is just in the application. So I know in the past, Michael's been in and he's said, um, pay attention to what you actually qualify for and don't bother applying for things that you, you know, don't just blanket hit everything because that'll actually that could that get hurts your, you yeah. yeah and i mean the, th- the good thing is is if they fill out the application accurately and correctly the system puts them to where they go so there's no checking boxes anymore so it's um but you know don't say yes to everything because you will cancel yourself out Ooh. Oof. Oof. yeah, yeah that is, <laughs> don't that is. do it well, one more time, because uh, we have to get to our first break here in the hour, but one more time, let people know where they can go to find out all this information, especially for uh, students out there that are looking for some of these scholarships. Yes, students can go to ewvcf.awardspring.com, and you can also visit our website, ewvcf.com, and click on scholarships and go. Perfect. Well, Karen, thank you for stopping in this oh, morning. Thank you so much for having me. Have Absolutely. a great weekend. Thank you. you as well. And stick around for more Panhandle Live after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm. So in West Virginia and Maryland, you can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 225 uh, 225 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. You missed it for the break. Had a lot of important information about scholarships and uh, you know the Eastern Panhandle uh, Scholarship Committee and things like that, which um, is, a, is a really, really, really big deal. So if you have a prospective student out there, college student or a, a continuing education 
student or you yourself are one of those, I guess. Did she, are there age limits to those? Do you know? I guess that's a question we should ask her. Like I'm if, not, like say sure. if I wanted to go back and, you know, go back to school, could I apply joining that first scholarship? I'm not sure. Yeah, Cause I, I think a lot of them are geared toward right. high school students. Right. There are some that are, um, specifically for if you're a sophomore or whatever in mm-hmm. college, I think. But um, one of the things that dinged us was, uh, you know, our kiddos hadn't planned to go in state. Right. A lot of the scholarships right. are for, you know, Berkeley County kids going to school in Berkeley County who, or Jefferson or Morgan County, who plan to go to an in-state school. Well, that's so. such a great resource and so much good information there. And uh, make sure you read the instructions, as she said a couple of times, and you can listen back to Panhandle Live a little bit later on on our Panhandle uh, News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Uh, you want to go through a quick little news rundown here, Marsha? Well, um, you, you'll probably hear this a little bit. We mm-hmm. had Matt Harvey, prosecutor from Jefferson County, on yesterday uh, talking about a couple of, of things. One of them was the... Uh, Sentencing of a of former um, Jefferson High School teacher uh, mm-hmm. to decades in prison Oof. for sexual assault, and it was in, uh, of a student. It was interesting, uh, and and of course we couldn't go into details uh, about right. how all of this transpired over a period of months in 2021. But the teacher was in a position of trust and had apparently used some of the information in the front office, like the guidance office, mm. to find ways to manipulate this particular student. And thank goodness this child had a friend Yeah, who was like, something's not right. Yeah, willing to speak up. Yeah, because can you imagine how long this kid would have suffered in silence Uh and shame? Um, But now, according to Prosecutor Harvey, um, this is, you know, obviously kids aren't going to be okay after something like this, but a conviction and a sentencing that keeps someone like that away from your child for a long time goes goes a good bit toward the healing process. Absolutely, because then that uh, you know the people involved don't have to worry about you know seeing that person mm-hmm. again. Because I feel like that. I mean, of course, I've never been involved in a situation like that, but it has to be one of the worst parts. Is that especially with a, right. a teacher right. and a students every day. You know, you see that teacher you know every mm-hmm. day when you're at school. So, uh, yeah, very. Uh, interesting case there and you can listen to the whole interview uh with matt harvey uh over on our facebook page as well from yesterday and of course um you know the the general session of the west virginia legislature is getting underway next wednesday with the state of the state address um with uh governor justice and we've had some of the uh, big players from the eastern panhandle on who are uh, moving into higher levels of um you know leadership yep. in in their um in their caucus and uh, I'm sure Hoppy will be talking to some of those folks, too. Hoppy gets into some of the national stuff, so um, I'm sure he'll be talking about the the um, search for a speaker uh, for the U.S. House Man, of Representatives. Man, that's certainly gotten crazy, hasn't so, it? So I, is, is, folks will remember uh, our friend Al McGilvery, who, who used to be the news director at, at another station, and he said um, Kevin McCarthy has become... Susan Lucci. <laughs> I don't know if you rec- if you understand that reference, but Susan Lucci was up for daytime Emmys for uh-huh. like many, many, many years uh, as a soap opera actress, and uh, would consistently just just get missed, mm. just get missed. So he said, yeah, what a crazy <laughs> situation that's been down there, and all the videos coming out and people trying to lip read different conversations uh-huh. and figure out what's going on behind the scenes. Crazy, crazy. Well, stuff. I know one of the it guests, looks like there's no end in in uh, who knows solve for that. Who knows? It's and and the longer it happens, the more fractious it seems yep. to become. But I know um, Hoppy had on a guest yesterday. Uh, uh, was it Brian Decker? Uh, I think so. And he was um, 
he was talking about how he brings binoculars to the gallery <laughs> heck, heck and, yeah. and actually does look over people's notes on their desks and read read um, lips. So uh, that if you want to get a perspective, but like if if I knew that and I was I would constantly be just covering well my that, mouth. With that's my why papers. when you watch any sporting events, but specifically baseball, if you ever watch in a baseball game and you see the catcher or like the, everybody go to the pitcher's mound, you'll see them always covering their face with their oh, gloves. Okay, and that's why. Same thing, football. You'll see them cover their face mask oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, their little papers. Yeah, but before we get to this bottom of hour break, Marcia, uh, one of your favorite artists out right now is going right. to be performing, uh, and people can be able to listen to it. Right. So, uh, West Virginia singer songwriter musician Philip Bowen. Um, announced, and I follow him on, on social media. And you're always over I, there bopping along okay, to his music. all right. Thanks for outing me. <laughs> hey, it's a good um, thing. It is so good, though. His yeah. music is so good. Anyway, he's going to be on Mountain Stage, January 15th at 7 p.m. Fairly accessible to get down there. It records in Charleston. So there you go. Look, follow his social media. Tickets are on sale now. Favorite song? Stella. There you go. Go look it up. I'm, I'm assuming he's on all the media streaming platforms mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, YouTube Twitch. and yeah, everything. Oh, he's on Twitch too. Yeah, like like I know what I'm talking about. Live I don't know streaming. What I'm talking about. That's pretty cool. Don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah, he's on he's on the Twitch. He's on the TikTok. Very neat. Go check it out. And Stella is. Uh, um, you know what? Two. Anymore. I think anymore. anymore. Yeah, and then I like Stella too because when you listen on YouTube, it uh-huh. like plays your next. Yeah, so right. I'm like yes, twofer. There you go. I, well, now, now you got DJ. something to listen to today. Mm-hmm. Well, to listen it's to. production day, so you know I'm gonna be. No, oh, true. And uh, real quick. We'll bring our, uh, we'll get to the phone line real quick. Uh, is this Philip? That's me. Hey, hey welcome in. We were on, just, just talking about you. Yeah, we were just, and, we're, and Marsha was talking about how big of a fan she is. So Marsha, I'll let you <laughs> okay. introduce. Okay, now. Oh, that's kind, that's kind. Thank now you. it's going to get awkward. Okay, so um, I've been <laughs> I've been following you on fo- on social media, of course, and you announced that you're going to be on Mountain Stage. That's really exciting. I know, super exciting. I'm, I'm just so honored and uh I'm going to be there January 15th, so next Sunday night, and I, I can't wait. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Philip. You're from West Virginia, right? Yep, I'm from West Virginia, um, a small town on the Canal River uh, called Montgomery, West Virginia, maybe 30 minutes from Charleston. Oh, nice. So what got you? you always been a singer, songwriter. you always been interested in music with a guitar around you, things like that? Yeah, you know, I've been playing the, like, I'm, I'm a fiddle player as well, and that's kind of my first love. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing that since I was about four. And then I kind of got into writing songs, you know, high school, college, and, um, you know, so been, music's been a part of my life my whole life, and uh, fiddle first and then the guitar. Well, you went viral. Uh, the, the reason I discovered you was one of my high school friends that I haven't seen in years had posted your cover of Country Roads. You were doing this fiddle oh, yeah. cover of it, and that just, that exploded in your in your home state. Yeah, that, was, that went crazy. <laughs> um, it was just like... It was like I went to, to bed one night, and the next morning I woke up, and my phone had so many notifications, it felt like it had been sitting in the sun. It was just hot. Like, it was hot to the touch. And I was like, oh, what's going, what's going on? So that was definitely crazy. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been following your, your music, and I love uh, your, your songwriting. I love the, your voice. The, every, it's so accessible. Um, it's just oh, it's you. so listenable. And you've gotten some gigs, right, including this Mountain Stage gig. Yeah, so like you know, I've I've always done a, I've done a lot online since the pandemic. You know, I was doing everything online, and then last year I was able to get out and um, yeah, I played the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville and some other venues down there. Uh, done lots of private events and conferences, and then of course this year, like what a way to start the year! Then Mountain Stage. So it's uh, 
it's been exciting and lots lots more good stuff to come. So on Mountain Stage, do you get a set or do you do you, will you yeah. be doing um, collaborations with some of the folks who who are you know on Mountain Stage dependably? Yeah. So how it works is you get um, you basically have time for about four songs, maybe five if you squeeze one more in. Um, and so for me, you know, I'll play with the house band, which is really fun. So, you know, you work together to, to kind of chart everything out. And then if there's time, I believe at the end, you do kind of one song all together. So I think there's five groups in total that'll be a part of that, that evening. Well, you talk about the pandemic and, uh, we know that you're all over the internet. You can find you really anywhere from Twitch to Facebook to Twitter, I'm sure. And TikTok. So with that pandemic, I mean, it obviously freed you up a little bit of time, freed all musicians, well, everybody up with a little bit of time, especially yeah. musicians. You had to try and figure out, you know, how to kind of keep the momentum going and probably the creative juices going as well. And it seemed like the internet was a great place for you to land. It honestly, it was, I, I had had a couple of like in-person gigs lined up. And right before the pandemic, and then it happened, the world shut down, so I had to do everything online. And it was, you know, doing that online, forcing me to get really good at that was the best thing that ever happened to me because it allowed me to build, like, a fan base and a following independent of a record label so I could just, you know, prove that I could move the needle. So that was, um, it was a, a big learning curve and lots of ups and downs, but it was, it was a, a really... Interesting way to make it happen, that's for sure. Well, we've certainly been enjoying it, and we're awfully proud to call you a West Virginia native uh, oh, singer-songwriter, so musician, and uh, and uh, tell folks again when you'll be on Mountain Stage. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. And I'm going to be on Mountain Stage this coming Sunday, and it's the first um, it's the first show of their 40th season. Hmm. So I'm going to be on there uh, this coming Sunday. If you're in person, uh, there's a few tickets left. I hear they're selling quickly. And it's uh, the show's at 7 p.m. And if not, you can watch it um, online at mountainstage.org. Very cool. Again, speaking with West Virginia, uh, born and well, born and raised, a uh, song or singer songwriter and musician uh, Philip Bowen. Again, it'll be on Mountain Stage January 15th, 7 p.m. Uh, let people know where they can go to find your music and uh, get in touch with you. Anything alike? Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much anywhere you get music, you can find me. Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Um, and then, of course, on social media, it's just Philip Boa Music. So, Philip with one L, or you can go to philipboamusic.com and all my links will be there. Perfect. Well, Philip, thank you for calling in and joining us this morning. I know Marsha's been a huge fan of yours ever since she stumbled uh, on that so uh, Country Roads cover. And every day, seriously, Philip, every day I'm over there, I can see her uh, across the hall from my studio into hers, and I see her bopping around. And yeah, when I'm I walk singing by, along, but it's yep. not anything. I love it. Keep it going. <laughs> well, Philip, thanks again for joining us, man. All right, thank you. I'll see you later. Take care. And that's West Virginia singer-songwriter Philip Bowen. It sounds like he was just uh, kind of casually listening and it popped in, but uh, it's just how it works sometimes, <laughs> okay. you know? How it works sometimes. That's Very great. Cool. So, yeah, if you can't get down to Charleston, you can obviously watch him on Mountain Stage, 40th uh, season. And uh, I, I should have asked him if he's going to be, you know, geeking out uh, with – Kathy Matea there. That'd be cool. That's very cool. That'd be cool. And yeah. of course, you can always get in touch with us on our text line, 304-263-4321. Got a text here saying, man, Philip Bowen is pretty legit. So there you go. He is. Give him a listen. 100%. Give him a listen. Yep. And we'll step aside for a few minutes. We'll come back and somebody else that's pretty legit. Well, Mikey Withrow with uh, West WVU 4H oh, yeah. Extension. He'll be joining us here on Panhandle Live in a few minutes on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. Thanks for not outing me too hard when Philip Bowen was on. Hey, like, you gotta oh let gosh. him know. You gotta let She's him know. Super fan. You gotta let the. You gotta let him know. Especially, okay. I, I think especially nowadays with how crazy COVID made everything a couple of years ago. So now, you know, I think these. I think it's a good thing to tell you know musicians and artists that you like that. Hey, you know, I'm really into your stuff. Keep doing it. He's probably worried I'm a stalker now. But it could also turn out that you might get free tickets for See? something. Oh, I like Mike. You Maybe know, get a CD sent here. Every if once anyone's going to be optimistic about it, it's going to be Mike Withrow, who is a WVU <laughs> Extension agent in Berkeley County and 4-H coordinator here. Welcome in. I think you should also add in there and additional co-hosts for when Georgia's yes. on vacation. There you go. I Just love a nice that. little ring to We're it. We're going to lock that in because you <laughs> hey, did such a good job. Say, be careful. That might turn into a longer gig than you think. <laughs> so I, I mean, oh, what happens when we both go on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about going biking. We can figure That's this right. out. That's right. <laughs> So yeah, you can't you can't go on your vacation during camp week. Nope, not in June. Okay. Or fair week. First week of August. <laughs> okay, deal. So you I'll it, keep that in mind. So uh, let's let's talk about what's going on right now. Um, I had you on a few weeks ago, and we were talking about how you know rotating admissions clubs are still accepting members. Absolutely. Um, projects are still ongoing. Yes. So with they can some take exceptions. all projects, um, with the exception of the. Um, beef projects right now Um, and the reason because of that is because the fair date has already passed for check-in so there would be no point in a youth member saying I want to take a beef project knowing that they couldn't actually check it into the fair Um, so they could still take the project they just wouldn't have anything to exhibit during the fair have you had a chance to look at what kinds of projects are coming down the pike or (laughs) everything and in between (laughs) we actually just had steer check-in at the Berkeley County Youth Fair um, and there were 66 that were checked in. Wow! Um, and that's up 13 from last year, so that's a good sign. So they have to they have to get the little guys on a trailer, take them down to mm-hmm. the youth fair, and get them weighed and stuff. Yep, they tag them, weigh them, um, just kind of get a general. We we offer the services if they need shots or um, any type of immunizations. We have a vet on site. Um, we just kind of want to set them up for success for August. And are they little when they come in? Like the, no, the they're cows? so they've already had them. Some of them have had them you have. Know, since last fair. Um, I would say some of them are probably right around. They're already over a thousand pounds, probably. Yikes! Hmm. Um, to be honest. Now, I'd like to get your thoughts on something here, um, because, of course, one of our uh, close friends of the program is Miss the current Miss West Virginia, Elizabeth Absolutely. Lynch, and she is very much pro, pro, pro yes. agriculture and farming and things that are like. And, uh, of course, she made it to the final five or the top five, final four. Third runner-up. Third yeah, runner-up. Yeah, third runner-up in Miss America this year, and, of course, her platform was Growing Up Ag. Um, so... From your point of view, how important, how big of a deal is that for her to be able to kind of share that message around the state, but then being able to share it to the world? I think it's huge. I think when we start talking about what we're allowing our youth to advocate for, um, this is a prime example. Elizabeth did not grow up. She's a first-generation agriculturalist. um, So she is truly making her mark on the agricultural industry with a platform that's not normally taken for, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people look at it and they say, oh, well, it's just a pageant. I think she truly embodied the meaning of what the pageant should be um, because the the level that she has elevated agriculture and youth organizations to um, is truly remarkable and it's one of those once in a lifetime kind of ordeals that you don't see too often and she's a product of Berkeley County. She's Absolutely. a product of the youth mm-hmm. fair, um, you know, brought, brought a horse, uh, you know, 
it's so cool. Horses and hogs. That was yeah. her word too. So, you know, and, and then she's, you know, she was saying it had been one of her goals to be a keynote speaker. And now she's mm-hmm. going to be invited to talk at these international mm-hmm. ag So many different events. Yes. So that's got to make you feel good because it's, you know, one of your Absolutely. Little it's right? one of those that you get to see, um, you know, I had a very fortunate opportunity where we actually have counseled together. Um, we participated in the same fairs together. We never showed in the same ring. Um, but definitely being able to watch her and even her brother, Joseph, you know, go oh. through the program. Um, you know, it's kind of remarkable. Everyone kind of hears the story of a hometown girl winning something like that. And this is truly living out. So right. It's, it's truly and an she's amazing so event. She's so nice. She's so yes. down to earth. I, I, I'm just uh, amazed that... You know, Halloween. Jordan had this idea he wanted to dress up as ag people, and oh, he's yeah. like, "Even though I dropped the, I dropped the ball." Big you were, no, you were you were ag adjacent as a forklift <laughs> certified forklift yeah, yeah. operator, but I was a and I was that's a cow. A real position. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and she was gracious. She said, "You know, those are very needed um, <laughs> agricultural positions." But it, we just called her and said, "Hey, could you just be on the oh, show yeah. Halloween?" There she was. She's one that if <laughs> if it can happen, she'll make it happen. Well, for me, it's been impressive. Just it's to shine a spotlight on how much you know, agriculture is still a big part of this area and the yes. Eastern Panhandle in general, because I mean, growing up in Hagerstown, I mean, you just kind of know the interstates and you see the towns and of course oh, yeah. you're driving by the farms and the fields, but uh, you know, sometimes you don't know what you're looking at. So you think it's just an open field ready for a house to be put on or something, but uh, it's, it's really shined a light on how big of a deal it still is around here. And I hate to say it, agriculture is Berkeley County's best kept secret. Yeah. Um, if you look at the agritourism that we're bringing, even in Jefferson County, if you kind of look at the panhandle is a little bit different, the entire state. Um, but if you look at the agritourism opportunities that can draw people from other states mm-hmm. to West Virginia, um, I think it's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not too many times that, you know, ORS is on how many different yeah, lists as incredible. a destination for agritourism. Absolutely. Um, or if you look at the distilleries that are coming up in Jefferson County, um, you know, they're making their mark on these national scenes and getting this national attention. Um, and that's not something that I think should be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they all kind of started as small homegrown you know, places to go. Um, but to see what they're now capable of bringing into the community, I think is showing the dividends that agricultural pays. And some of the things that kids in FFA, 4-H and, and their um, advisors and volunteers have created that have lasting, um, you know, impressions on the county. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wearing a hat today that I picked up at a craft fair at Apple Harvest oh, yeah, at yeah. the Berkeley County Youth Fairgrounds. Because, you know, the fairgrounds are available for community use. Absolutely. Well, and I think a lot of people um, don't realize that that is available to the community. Um, you know, it's a whole separate entity from 4-H, but we do rely a lot and we collaborate about it. I actually was texting Dawn and Shelly earlier. Um, but it's one of those things that we each play such a vital component with each other's existence that we kind of operate as one giant thing. Um and, 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 you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't take this advantage. Um, so speaking of all these different opportunities, mm-hmm. um, they rely on fundraisers. Um, July 4th or no, February 4th. I wish it was July 4th. <laughs> February 4th, there's a bingo for Camp Frame. Um, okay. That's a facility that is able to be rented. Um, those tickets are available on their Facebook page. Uh, February 25th is the Berkeley County 4-H Leaders Association Super Bowl. Um, we do a polar plunge event, um, and that's down at the fairgrounds. It starts at 4 o'clock, I believe. Um, and then February, nope, I'm trying to think. April 15th is the Berkeley County Youth Fairs Bonanza. Um, it sells out every year. Um, it is truly kind of one of those amazing events that you kind of see what the power of the community does. Um, they do donations for baskets, and then they raffle them off. Um, they do tip jars. They do pool boards. 
Um, but it truly is kind of a community led effort. And the fact that those three organizations work in tandem to make all of these different, you know, things happen for the youth. Um, it speaks volumes about the ag community because that's one of the largest supporters we get. Okay, I got to stop you right there. Where, what are we plunging into? Is this a feed trough? What it, are yeah, we it's on? a. It's a oh, stock, I was wondering the same. It's thing. a stock tank. Um, okay. So we take a water trough and fill it with ice and jump go. in it. Oh, like, I think I could do that one. I could do that one. Yeah, Some of these ones, so you go into I was the lake. Say, so for like a thousand dollars, would Jordan go into I the pool? Jordan would. A thousand dollars? Yeah. I mean, I'll do it for whatever you got in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll add you to the ticket. Twenty bucks if you want. This just became a satellite over there. <laughs> hey, but I only do it if Marsha does it. Oh, All right. Great. We're okay. a team over here, Marsha. Right. I only do it if you do it. We will definitely right. add that to our marketing information. <laughs> so uh, fair season and camp season coming up. I know camp <laughs> Quickly makes Quickly approaching. A, well, I mean, you guys have had to, to plan this for months ahead of it happening. So which one do you want to hit first? Are we pre- preparing for camp first or camp fair? first? We okay. actually, and the other reason it was we just started the camp counselor application. Um, so it rolls out here in two weeks. It's one of those things that once we start, it fully consumes us. We'll start camp planning next month. Um, a lot of people don't realize, but we we turn it back to where our campers are actually the ones that plan their own camps. Hmm. Um, so we'll have a group of about 20 kids come in and start, what do you want to do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? What speakers do you want? What's the overall theme? Um, and then they plan it top to bottom. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, you know, it's quite impressive to see how their minds work and see how they piece it all together and what they think will work versus what they need. Um, but it truly gives them the opportunity to take that platform and run with it. Pride and ownership. Right? Oh, absolutely. How many um, slots are available for campers? Um, oh, I put them on the spot. Oh. Say, so our top number is 158, I believe, male and females. But that is broken down between the two cabins. Um, and registration for that goes out the first week of April. Very neat. Now, of course, we're looking ahead, but uh, we are just briefly into 2023. So how'd 2022 uh, go for you in the 4-H cats over notch. there? I've, heard, I've already complained about it. It's not a complaint. It's a <laughs> celebration. It really is. Um, we had the second highest enrollment in the state. Um, wow. So Who was first? Jackson County by is that, 12. <laughs> is that where Stonewall Jackson like like where the campgrounds are? No, that's in Lewis County. Okay. Uh, my friend Megan is in Lewis County, so we we have good. What's going on in Jackson County? What's it? I don't know. They that? have really good they livestock. Have seven I will they have seven uh, more. Twelve. Twelve more. Um, you know, not that I remember anything. No. Um, but yeah, come on, so y'all. Like, come on, Berkeley County. Every time I'm out, I'm like, we could beat them by twelve, right? So it's like it, at church where like Sunday school, bring a friend. Yes, right. Yeah. So and and that you can do that in 4-H, <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Um, but we do have a lot of enrollment still coming in. We just oh, I pulled it the other day, and it was at 525 that have fully registered, um, and that's already higher by about 30 than what we had last year. Nice. Total. Yeah. Um, so it, you the know, word's getting out. It is. And we're definitely growing. And, you know, we do work a lot with Berkeley County Board of Education and schools. Um, last year, we, we were in 68 classrooms, which was up from the last year. And, of course, it was up from COVID because we were in zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hit where we have given out. I think there were, we were at 12,000 STEM kits over the past two years. Um, so it has been a huge kind of mo- moment to kind of – push for each which also speaks to the fact that uh it's not just baking pies in 4-h you guys do a lot of really cool opportunities for kids to do those projects keep in a box all of that stuff and we try to keep that kind of stuff active we're actually already planning for a march april um trip around west virginia where the 4-h members can sign up it's only open to 25 or 30 
um, but they'll get six recipes involving local products to West Virginia. J.D. Dickerson salt. They'll have lavender from the uh, lavender farm in Romney. Um, they'll have honey. Um, just some really local kind of things, and they'll get historical recipes and references as far as why it's important to West Virginia. Um, and you know, that's how we kind of keep. You know, we keep it fun, but we also sneak that education inside right. of it. And I think that's been the most impressive thing for me, you know, in these, you know, I guess, year plus now that uh, we've been chatting with you here on Panhandle Live is that when I initially thought 4-H, all I thought was cows and pigs and, you know, a farm and mud and boots and things mm-hmm. like that, right? But since talking to you, I mean, and I think that's why your numbers are going up and it's so accessible because you're doing all, of course, you are still doing those normal oh, yeah. 4-H stuff things, right? But you're doing the STEM in the robotics things or you're venturing out into all that different uh, things that eventually do all wrap back in to the agriculture business. Completely. Which is very neat. Very neat. So let people know, because uh, we do have to get to our final break here, where they can go to find out more about 4-H and if they want to sign up or do anything they like. If they Google Berkeley County 4-H West Virginia, it'll pop up. And we also have a Facebook page, Berkeley County West Virginia 4-H. Um, they can get information from there. They'll create a Z-Suites account and we can get them into a club within the week. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. And make sure you send us an email about getting me and Marsha Marsha first on the email. Train, I already please, did. But... I texted Travis while we were sitting here, and I said, "I think we just landed Marsha and." Je- what have you so done? We could be, yeah, we could be your air quotes celebrity plungers. I'm fine with that. Jordan and Marsha has a nice ring to it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But uh, Mikey, thank you. Thank you for Absolutely. stopping in. Thanks for having me. We'll be back to wrap things up here on Panhandle Live in a minute on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we had Mikey Withrow from West Virginia Extension 4H on uh, to talk about all the great things that they're doing around the uh, eastern Panhandle and really the, around the state. And it's always cool to talk with Mikey. Absolutely. Before that, we had Philip Bowen. That's right. Very cool. I'm just texting him or emailing him back. Not a big deal. I got his email. Not a big deal. Not trying to flex on all the other Philip Bowen fans out there. Right. Well, I (laughs) I hope we've created some like a fan base in the Eastern Panhandle and beyond. Heck yeah! He's got great music. Here, I'll even. you going to be oh, able even, to find it? Yeah, we can get some Philip Bowen playing here. Yeah, I'm sending him, like, uh, always a pleasure. I'll be listening to your music while I'm producing my weekend uh, shows today. Yeah, <laughs> because I need. I feel Phillip like I need Bowen. to impress him. Very cool, very cool. But don't forget, briefly, while we still have a little bit of time, uh, we got basketball right here on WPM and WCST tonight. We've got some high school basketball, and then tomorrow uh, it's Shepherd men's and women's basketball starting at 1 p.m. with the women's game, 3 p.m. for the men's game. So tune in to that. Uh, Marsha, any big plans for the weekend? Oh, got to move my kid back to Marshall. Oh, it's sadness. I know. I mean, it's great for her. Don't get me wrong. It's, you know, onward with your future. <laughs> but it's going to be, you know, I'll, I'll have, I'll still have one kid at home, which is great. But then that poor kid is going to be like, dang it. I hate being the only kid in town. I know. <laughs> well, Miss Day show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. I think this is, is this one of the ones Anymore, you said? Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll leave today with a little Philip Bowen music. This is Eddie Morgan. If you uh, want to hear from Philip Bowen, he joined us on the show a little bit earlier today. So you can find that over on our Panhandle News Network and Facebook page a little bit later on. But for Marsha, I'm Jordan. Hoppy is next. Have a good one. We'll talk to you on Monday. man couldn't find the parts to fix it. He said, son, I guess they just don't make them like that anymore. My, oh, my, does it ever get much better?
There seems to be some pain in store Why, oh why Can't the best things last forever I guess they just don't make them like they used to anymore I guess they just don't make them like they used to WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.